Welcome to the VU Church Podcast. Today, Pastor Rich Wilkerson Jr. continues our collection of talks, The Art of Joy, Life Lessons from Philippians, encouraging us that no matter what obstacles we're facing today, we can't lose. God will use our current suffering and setbacks for His glory. Let's lean into the message together. Today, I want to preach from the subject, I can't lose. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I can't lose. Look at your other neighbor and say, other neighbor, I can't lose. Cue the track. All I do is win, win, win. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, I I think that there is this common misconception sometimes um, in the church that the holier you become, the more miserable you have to become. Anyone grow up in a church like that, it's like sometimes it seems like the people that know God the most are the most miserable. But I want you to understand that God is the most joyful being in the entire universe. You need to understand that anger and sorrow are only temporary responses God has to a fallen world. His basic nature is joy. Like Jesus, I don't know what picture you have of Jesus, but Jesus was cool, yo. Like Jesus had a smile on his face. (laughs) Jesus was happy. Jesus walked in joy. And if we're not careful, we will miss out on the joy that he offers us. We will miss out on us imitating and mimicking his very character and nature. I'm not talking to you just about happiness. We mentioned that last week, that happiness is simply a feeling. But joy is a decision. Joy is a choice. Joy is a weapon in the life of the believer. For Nehemiah said, joy, well, it is the strength of the Lord in your life. Joy is your strength to keep on going. I don't know what it is, but it seems like if we're not careful, we will miss out on joy. There's like these joy barriers and we have joy challenges. We have things that are trying to rob us of our joy. Um, The great author, John Ortberg, he talks about life in two categories. He says life is living and then waiting to live. Sometimes if we're not careful, we will just miss out on all the opportunities to actually be living. When my boys were born, uh, there's this old John Lennon song. It's called Beautiful Boy. And I dedicated the song to both of my sons, Wyatt and Wild. And we'll get in the car and I'll pump this song. And Wyatt now knows the lyrics to the song. But there's this one beautiful lyric that John Lennon says. He says, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. What he's suggesting is that many of us, we're kind of all waiting to live. It's what Ortberg talks about, that where we get caught in this moment. Like maybe some of you, you're going on vacation this summer. And it's like, you're kind of just miserable until you get to vacation. Some of us, like we live our whole life just waiting for Friday. And it's like, Friday, now I can have joy. You do understand that in Christ Jesus, even on Monday, you can have joy. Even on Tuesday, you can have joy. And I've seen this about my life. I've seen that sometimes I I can be so waiting for a new moment or a new season that it will rob me of the joy I can have right now today. I can be living today. I leave my house and my son, Wyatt, when I leave my house, it's a whole situation. He wants to say goodbye to me and he has all these ways that he says goodbye. And he he walks me out the front door, we have to hug. 
he, we have to kiss. And then we get outside, he goes, no, no, dad, dad. And we, we're about five feet away from him. He's like, like this, like this. And we, we wave like this. And he goes, dad, like this, like this. And he goes, dad, like this. And then my newest thing now, we go, we go like, like this. And we just point at each other. <laughs> and the other day, I'm just gonna be honest with you. Like the other day, I'm going to my car. I wasn't late for a meeting. There wasn't something stressful taking place. I didn't have some important ministry place to be. There wasn't somebody in the hospital I was going to visit. Uh, there was nothing. I was just in a hurry. And my little boy comes out. He's like, dad, dad, I wanna say bye. And he starts going like this. And he's like, like this. And I'm just like, all right, bro. Like, I'm hurrying him through it. And while he's going through it, it's like the Lord spoke to me saying, Rich, you're probably missing out on the best part of your day right now. I don't remember anything else from the day but that, but somehow there's something inside of me that wants to rush through the motions. I, I, I had to stop and I just had to start adding stuff. I was like, bro, let's, let's, let's keep doing it. You know, I was like, I was like this. We went for 10 minutes just saying goodbye to each other, but I got some news for you. As I stayed put, as I leaned into the moment, how many know joy showed up in my life and as joy came into my life, I was stronger because of it. Telling you what, joy requires you at times to wait. Joy requires you to linger a little longer. I just love the picture of Jesus that we constantly see that Jesus, he's never in a hurry. He's never running anywhere. He's walking and he's at his own pace. Things don't interrupt him, but he discovers joy on the journey. I love what C.S. Lewis said. C.S. Lewis, he said it this way. This is a beautiful quote. He said, joy, well, joy is the serious business of heaven. It's no small thing, this idea of joy. And you say, well, where does joy begin? I believe that joy always begins first and foremost in obeying Jesus. What did Jesus say in John chapter 15? He said, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. Watch this. I have told you this so that my joy, someone say my joy, may be complete in you and that your joy may be complete. That if you want the joy of the Lord, it begins in obeying Jesus and it begins in following Jesus. And listen, listen to me, to miss out on joy is to miss out on one of the greatest reasons why we even have a chance to live. And I'm believing that this summer as we continue to lean into this little book of Philippians that you are gonna find joy in Jesus. Philippians is just four chapters long, but it is known as the happiest book in the Bible. Um, Paul, 16 different times, will use the Greek word for rejoice or joy in just a um, hundred or so verses. He is speaking about this joy that he's found in Jesus. And the thing that makes the book so amazing is that as he writes this book, he writes from a prison cell. He writes in chains. I love that because his circumstance seems completely opposite to anybody who should be experiencing joy. 
But I believe he writes from this place to let you and I know that no matter what your circumstance is, no matter what your pain is, no matter what your trouble is, no matter what is going on in your life, you too can find the joy of Jesus in all seasons. Someone say, in all seasons. What's amazing is as he writes, the scripture tells us that he is in chains. And this week, as we pick up in verse 12, I was just thinking a lot about this concept of chains. Because in life, as we go through it, we desire to have joy, which is better than happiness. It's more than happiness. It's not a feeling, it's not an emotion. It is a decision. It's a revelation of who Jesus is in my life. But although I have that revelation, and although I believe that, none of that negates us from going through suffering. You will suffer. There is no escaping it. Every one of us right now, today, there's so many of us in this place that you're suffering right now. I I know you've got a smile on your face. I know you're here worshiping. I know we wanna look our best, but many of us, even right now today, we are in real pain, real trauma, real heartache. And when I start thinking about the idea of chains, I think that chains are such a good picture. I mean, these are literal chains for Paul, but I think a lot of us, even today in this room, we might be going through the chains of suffering, that as we go through our life, a picture of what we're facing, it kind of feels like chains. I think chains, they represent suffering in so many ways because just think about it. It's like, they're heavy, they're awkward. I mean, they're, they're, they're uncomfortable to be in chains. Like, like, like everywhere you go, you notice it. That's the reality. When you're in real suffering, it doesn't matter where you go. You can be in a crowded room. You could be at a really great vibe. You could be at a really great party. But in the back of your mind, that thing is still there. I still have chains. And that's where Paul writes from. He writes from this place where he's actually in chains. But what Paul is gonna show us over the next 10 verses or so is simply this is that chains can break my joy or my joy can break my chains. (laughs) This is what we're gonna discover today is that chains can break my joy, can, can stop me from walking in what Jesus designed for me. Jesus, his basic nature is joy. Even as he goes to the cross, he discovers the joy of the Lord. Paul walking and following in the footsteps of Jesus with chains all over his body. He's done the right thing, but it's led him to the wrong place. He will profess to you and I that he still has joy. Why? Because he understands, I'm not gonna let my chains break my joy, but rather my joy is gonna break my chains. Come on, somebody. You're gonna get some joy today that's gonna break some chains in your life. I wanna remind you that you still serve a God who breaks chains. You still serve a God who shows up. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Anybody still believe that you serve a God who says my arm is not too short to save you? My ear is not too deaf to hear from you? Anybody still believe in a God who's a miracle worker and a way maker? Come on, somebody. He's a restorer. He's a redeemer. If you got chains, good news, he's a chain breaker. Come on and give him praise today. He's a chain breaker. He breaks chains. He breaks chains. 
And I wanna speak some faith into the room today. Some of you who have been going through a season of suffering, look towards the chain breaker. That's where your help comes from. God breaks chains. But watch this. There's really only two responses that God will will show up and respond to your, your chains of suffering. You gotta get this today. God will either break your chains of suffering or God will use your chains of suffering. And more often than not, what I've discovered about God is that if he doesn't break it, he will always use it. So whether he breaks it or uses it, I can't lose. Whether he breaks it or he uses it, I can't lose. Whether he breaks it off of me or uses it upon me, you can't steal my joy. I have a weapon. And today as we study these verses, what we're gonna discover is that my perspective on this word perseverance, someone say perseverance. My perspective on the word perseverance is what's going to produce joy in my life. We're just walking through the text this summer. Last week, we looked at the first 11 verses and we saw that Paul, that he prayed with joy. Let's pick up today because I wanna just give you three easy reminders. They're not my reminders. They're just right here in the scripture. I wanna show you this summer that if you're going through something, God's word is still speaking volumes today. Look to it. That's why I wanna get you studying. That's why I wanna get you to use the digital journal this summer because I want you to get your own revelation for your situation. But I wanna show you just three basic things to help your perspective on this idea of perseverance. Perseverance means to continue in a state of grace, to not give up. We learned last week that he who starts something is faithful to complete it. I'm gonna tell you something. God isn't the one who quits. We're the ones who quit. Because the suffering and the burden so often, it gets too heavy on our life and we think these chains are too awkward that we quit. But I wanna encourage you, as you get the right perspective on perseverance, it will produce joy. And as you get joy, you're gonna find strength. So let's look at it. Philippians chapter one, verse 12. Now, Paul says, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. Because of my chains, most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. I want you to see this today because this is so, so good. You do not know what my hope is in until I'm forced to cling to it. Paul, he starts writing and he says, actually, I want you to understand that what I'm going through has a purpose and what I'm going through is actually helping advance the gospel. In fact, let me read it to you from the message version because I just like the way that Eugene Peterson breaks this down. He says this way, Philippians chapter one, verse 12. I wanna report to you, friends, that my imprisonment here has had the opposite of its intended effect. 
Instead of being squelched, the message has actually prospered. All the soldiers here and everyone else too found out that I am in jail because of this Messiah. Watch this. That piqued their curiosity. And now they've learned all about him. Not only that, but most of the followers of Jesus have become far more sure of themselves in the faith than ever, speaking out fearlessly about God and about the Messiah. Listen to me. Suffering reveals our priorities like comfort can only dream of. See, my first point, that if you're going through chains of suffering today, please get this down in your spirit. Someone needs to see you suffer well. You gotta get a bigger perspective today. You gotta get the focus off of just you. And you have to recognize that as you're going through the chains of suffering, there is somebody nearby, a neighbor, a coworker that needs to watch. What is it that you cling to in your darkest hour? I'm telling you what, I only have one hope and his name is Jesus. Comfort and blessings, man, they dream of revealing our priorities, but it's suffering that reveals it like we never, ever could believe. Someone needs to see you suffer well. If you are facing today chains of suffering, heartache, loss, pain, betrayal, affliction, sickness, there's somebody in your life who needs to watch you suffer well. I wrote it down this way. People, they notice your victories, but they can't take their eyes off of your defeats. We, we live in a world today that if it bleeds, it reads. And so we, we like people that are successful, but man, we really, for some reason, are drawn to the fall. All eyes watching, how's that person gonna respond in that valley? And I wanna encourage you today that suffering is creating a stage for God's glory. The apostle Paul is in this prison cell and he says, actually in the prison cell and all the chains and all the suffering, I'm gonna be honest with you, it had the opposite effect. Like, like, I know that the enemy meant for evil, but God's turned it around for good because people are watching me like never before. And guess what? Chains are loud. Chains make noise. I wonder, what are your chains saying? What are your chains preaching? What are your chains singing? Because people's ears and eyes are open to you like never, ever before. <laughs> Paul says... Um, you didn't realize it, but I'm gonna keep persevering here because um, actually it's from this prison cell with all these chains that, that the stage has never been better. It's never been bigger. Everything that the enemy went to hurt me, it's had the opposite effect. People are watching me suffer well and they're saying, what's that thing on the inside of you? Yesterday we celebrated my, my daughter Waylon's first birthday. Uh, my third child, she's one. And uh, she's just, she's the best, bro. Like, I like the boys, but man, um, girl dads forever, uh, way better. And uh, <laughs> we celebrated her birthday. It was, just, it, was, it was beautiful. In fact, yesterday I, I thought I would 
take my first attempt at redeeming myself. Some of you learned at conference that um, I have an old path of, of poetry. Um, and I haven't written a poem since I was 17 dating Don Shree, but, but yesterday I, I penned a new poem for my daughter, which by the way, Don Shree made fun of when I showed her my first draft. Pray for my wife. She doesn't want her daughter getting her father's affection. Um, can, I, can I share my poem I wrote for my daughter yesterday? This is, this is my, this, I wrote this for my daughter. I said, uh, for Wei Wei, that's my car. I have three nicknames, Wazy, Wei Wei, Hey Wei. Okay, so her street name's Wei Wei. And um, I said, for Wei Wei, I'll never forget the miraculous day the doctor handed me my beautiful way. Tiny yet mighty, eyes strikingly blue, with a smile that melts the coldest few. In my arms, safe at last, stay by my side as the years pass. Watching you grow makes me cry. I dream of all you'll become inside. A place of rest is what you'll always be, never too busy for those in need. If you ever get lost, don't fear what you see. Simply recall your identity. Waylon Wesley, we're cheering you on. Remember with Jesus, you can't go wrong. Come on, somebody. And I, um, I gave her that poem yesterday and it, I was reflecting on this last year, just 12 months, but some of you can remember Waylon was born um, July 2nd, 2021. And it was a beautiful, miraculous day, but man, quickly we found ourselves in a serious situation that she had taken in liquid to her lungs. This was still sort of the COVID time where hospitals were only allowing me to be in there and I'm a major extrovert. All the other kids, that when they were born, we had like 40 people up in the hospital. One time I got kicked out by a security guard at Wyatt's birth because I was throwing a party in the room. <laughs> True story. And um, security literally came and removed people from our church. God bless them. <laughs> Persecution. And, um, <laughs> and so it was, it was all a new thing, which is my wife and I and Waylon. And then I remember they took my daughter away and she spent five days or so in NICU and it was just a time where we were afraid it was it was a painful time it was a scary time it was a it was a heavy time man it's just like it was awkward I didn't know what to do I'd never been in that situation never had a daughter I, my wife was recovering and then my little girls in this NICU it's just, it's scary it, it, it brings anxiety to you and fear but Don Shree and I, we made the decision right then and there in that hospital wing that we're gonna speak faith, that we're gonna speak life. We're gonna reveal the joy of the Lord, even though we're afraid and even though it's awkward and even though it's heavy, we're gonna speak life and we're not gonna lose our joy. And what's amazing is we expressed joy from our stage of suffering. I can't even begin to tell you all of the text messages and all of the prayers and all of the DMs that people all over the world started sending in encouraging us, but it wasn't that they just encouraged us. Then we started hearing reports about men and women that they said that somehow even in that NICU, that as we testified with joy, that we were ministering to them. What? How on earth could I be ministering to you? I'm afraid. I don't like what's happening right now. 
But when we make a decision to have the right perspective of perseverance, I'm not gonna give up, I'm not gonna quit, it produces joy in me, and I get a decision to say, someone needs to see me suffer well. These chains are telling a story. Paul, he's saying, you don't understand. Um, I've been looking for this opportunity. I've been looking for a stage like this. And here it is in this Roman prison that these chains, they've only helped to advance the gospel. He continues in verse 15, he says, it is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so in love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Second observation today, it's really simple. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. What's Paul saying? Paul's saying that there's people out there that are glad that I'm here. There's people out there that say that we're on the same side, but really they keep preaching the name of Jesus just to stir up more trouble for me. But what is Paul resort to, he goes, I don't really care about their motivation. I don't really care anymore about what their intention is. I'm just so happy that the name of Jesus is going forth. Why? Because Paul is saying, it's never been about my name. It's never been about my brand. It's never been about my ministry. It's only been about one name. It's not the name of Vu Church. It's not the name of Rich Wilgerson Jr. There is one name that we find hope in. That's the name of Jesus. That's it. And Paul is letting us in on something. He's saying, I am so satisfied with one name going forth. I am so satisfied with one glorious solution. There's not 10 solutions, there's not three solutions, there's not four steps, there's not five steps. There's one man and his name is Jesus. And therefore, anybody who's heralding that name, whether they wanna be on my side or not, we're on the same side. And I'm grateful because one day, we're gonna to get to heaven and God will work all that stuff out. But in the meantime, I'm gonna say this, I'm satisfied in the name of Jesus. Therefore, God is glorified even in my suffering. I want you to understand today, Jesus is winning, although at times it looks like I'm losing. Say, Rich, why are you putting such an emphasis on Jesus? Because I told you last week that joy, biblical joy, it starts with Jesus and then it goes to others. And then finally, when you look at yourself, we got the order wrong for many of us. We're trying so hard to be happy. We're trying to organize our lives all around me, myself, and I, but it never, ever produces the joy that we're looking for. Paul's saying, I know there's people out there that are preaching with the wrong motivation. But yo, I'm just happy they're preaching Jesus. What do I care? I'm gonna rejoice. In fact, he says one of the most mature things. I'm hoping that there's some people in our church today that can get this. What does it even matter is what he says. That's when you've lived a while, you know? What does it even matter? 
What does it even matter what they're saying about me? What does it even matter that they think about me? All that matters is that Jesus is heralded. Can I just pastor our church for a moment? Because as I look around the world, and let me not use the world, let me use the body of Christ for a moment. Let me weigh into an area that I'm a part of. I'm not a sociologist, I'm a pastor. But I am so brokenhearted as I look today on social media platforms, as I look at blog writers, as I look at the church, the church is just battling with each other. I believe you have to have good doctrine. I believe, of course, there's heretics out there. I believe there's people that have the wrong motivation. But I just wanna say when it comes to our house and our community, we're not critics. That's not the church. We're gonna take the back seat. We're gonna be a bridge. Let people walk over us to get to Jesus. We are not gonna criticize what people are doing wrong. We're gonna try to celebrate what we have in common. Oh, you're preaching Jesus? I'm preaching Jesus. Oh, that's your church name? I'm all for your church. Some of you, you've come here from different churches and different places. Let me just tell you, coming to Vu Church, we are not a church that's gonna bash your old church your next church, any church. You're not gonna hear me get up here on a Sunday morning and rail against the other South Florida pastors. I love my brothers in the Lord, my sisters in the Lord. We're for all the different bodies of Christ. Sure, we have a leaning, sure we have a doctrine, sure we have a scope, sure we have a filter, but like Paul, I wanna be like him saying, man, I rejoice, even though they might have a wrong motivation, if they are ushering out the name of Jesus, whoo, that's something for me to be happy about because that is what I'm about. Someone say, I can't lose. I can't lose even though I'm in these chains. Because he's either gonna break them off of me or he's gonna use them for his glory. And so Lord, I get satisfied in your name. What does it matter what you say about me? What does it matter what you think about me? If you put me into chains, hey, as long as the name of Jesus is going forth, I know even through my chains, he will get glory. And with that, I can rejoice. I bring meaning, I bring purpose. I have a reason to keep going. Look at what he says. This is just good walking through the text. Philippians chapter one, verse 18. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice. That word continue, we see that same word show up in the word in the definition of perseverance. It's a continuing, it's a continuance. It's one thing to start rejoicing. It's another thing to continue rejoicing. It's one thing to start following Jesus. It's another thing to continue following Jesus. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice. For I know that through your prayers and the help given by the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now as always Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. Watch this, for to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Watch verse 22. This is, this is a revelation for some people in this room. If I'm, going to, if I'm gonna go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is 
better by far, but it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with all of you for your, watch this, for your progress and your joy in the faith. I'm staying for you so that through my being with you again, your joy in Christ Jesus, watch this, will overflow on account of me. Someone needs to see you suffer well. When I am most satisfied in him, God is most glorified through me. But last of day, what you have to see according to this passage of scripture is that if you're a believer in Jesus, it's life versus even more life. Do you hear what he is saying in this text? Do you hear what he is preaching? He's saying, yo, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. What he's saying, he's saying, the bigger sacrifice is not death. The bigger sacrifice for where I am at right now is to keep on living. Because as soon as I die, I am with my maker. I'm with my savior, Jesus. And wow, what a day that will be when I'm finally reunited. I look forward to that day, not with some fatalistic, negative, suicidal, hating life, but just going, man, I just see it clear. I'm not living for the temporary. I'm living for the eternal. And I've got chains of suffering on me, but what I'm recognizing as I'm here in this prison is that it's life versus even more life. And so my whole perspective on perseverance is, wow, these chains, either God's gonna break them off me, which he speaks out in faith, I believe God will use this for my deliverance, but if he doesn't break it off of me, he's gonna use it for his glory. And so if these chains take me all the way to my fateful day of death, I gotta be honest with you, it's not death, it's even more life. I mean, he, he's like, man, I'm thinking about it here in this prison, like, to die, wow, I'll be with Jesus. But I don't know if that's gonna be good for you. I'm not full of pride, I just recognize my assignment that I am here to meet your needs. The other day, someone was criticizing a friend of mine who's a pastor and they weren't happy because they felt like the pastor didn't post the things that they wanted him to post. And they made this statement going, that pastor that pastor's so afraid of losing followers. I said, man, that's one way of looking at it. Have you ever thought maybe that pastor is worried about his followers losing him? See, a good pastor doesn't need the people. A good pastor understands the people need me. And Paul has this revelation. He's saying, man, for me to die, wow, that's a gain. That's a step up. That's even more life. I can't lose. I can't lose. If I'm to live, it's for Christ's mission and it's for the people around me. I'm not afraid of losing you. I'm afraid of what happens to you if you lose me. That's what Paul is preaching from. He's saying, no, I believe God will deliver and I believe I'm gonna keep on living so that I can serve you, not about my progress, but about your progress. 
Let me just tell you, as a believer in Jesus, if you only think about your progress, you're not doing the faith journey right. Man of God, if you only think about the progress of your home, something is wrong. You haven't gotten the order right. Somewhere in your life, you've organized your entire life around what you can get and what God can do for you. God's gonna do things for you. God is going to bless you. You need to look after your home. You need to look after your needs. But I'm telling you, it needs to be Jesus first. And my love for Jesus spreads out to other people. And I am concerned about other people's progress. I am concerned about other people meeting and encountering Jesus. I want some other people to meet and discover this joy that I have. He'll either break the chain or he'll use the chain. But if you're in Jesus, you can't lose. You can't lose. Because you could take my life and it looks like death. No, 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 it's even more life. We live so in this, you know, two world category. It's like, you know, righteous versus unrighteous. Good versus evil. Rich versus poor. Life versus death. But I'm telling you what the paradox of the gospel, and it's not life versus death. It's life versus even more life. So even though I'm in suffering, I've got a bigger perspective. Today, under your chair, uh, place something there. In fact, I want you to reach for it right now, whatever location you're at. Maybe you can, there's a little chain link. And I, I put it under your chair today. I just want you to grab it. Because we are talking about the art of joy. And I wanted you to have an object in your hand. I wanted you to feel this chain link because I think for many of you right now, you are going through a season of suffering. You're going through a season of pain. You're going through a season of heartache. Maybe you just lost your job. Maybe you just got a diagnosis from the doctor. Maybe a relationship just fell apart. Maybe a friend just betrayed you. Maybe a dream was just destroyed and it just feels awkward and it feels clanky and it feels heavy and it, and you're so on the brink of going, man, I look around all these chains and maybe I've done something wrong or maybe I'm out of God's will or maybe, just maybe I can't go on. But I want to remind you today that you can't lose if you're in Jesus. I want to remind you today that in your heartache and in your pain and in your suffering, there's somebody watching you that wasn't watching you before. It's not to put pressure on you. It's to give glory to God. So get satisfied in his name. It's not about me. It's, it's about Jesus. And so I'm most satisfied in him and God's going to get glory through me. And even if this thing takes me all the way to the brink of what some would call death because I'm in Christ Jesus, it's not death. It's life versus even more life. And I wanted you to have this little chain link. I don't know, maybe it's sort of silly, but I like things like this where maybe it's something you put in your pocket this week. Maybe it's something you put on your keychain. And Maybe anytime you're going through an hour or a moment where you don't know how to go on, you don't know how to persevere, you would remember that these chains that you're going through, they're actually gonna have the opposite effect. It's actually getting ready to pique somebody's curiosity around you in your life. And God's actually giving you a platform for his glory to show up. 
I can't lose, I can't lose. You see, when it comes to followers of Jesus, as we're on this journey with these chains, um, the truth of the matter is, is that you can have some chains, but as I've said it so many times, you can have some chains, but it doesn't mean the chains have to have you. It can be awkward, but it doesn't have me. It's not, it's not holding me down. I've, I've redeemed it. I've reclaimed it. I have a new purpose. I have a new why. I know why I'm suffering. I'm going to go through this thing and I'm going to believe that God's going to bring me out on the other side. And watch how Paul closes this letter. It's so beautiful. He's letting everyone know these chains, they don't have me. And he just closes these last three verses of chapter one. And what I see here is that Paul has advanced and he's matured in the Lord. I think when we meet Jesus, there's three stages. Sons, sons turn into servants, servants turn into soldiers. When I meet Jesus, it's the fellowship of the gospel. All of a sudden, as I come into fellowship with him, I recognize, wow, I wanna serve him. It's, it's about the furtherance of the gospel. But then I, I step into that third category, which is, I wanna be a soldier. I wanna have faith of the gospel. I wanna have faith of the gospel. So I actually put my, my life in his hands and I'm saying, God, if you have use of me, use me. I started going, God, I'm in use of you. But now as I mature and I'm saying, Lord, if, if there's anything in, if you wanna use me, if you wanna trust me with that trial, if you wanna trust me with that pain, I don't like it, God, but I love what you're doing for your glory. So Lord, you can trust me with chains. And look at what he says. He says, whatever happens, someone say, whatever happens. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. I mean, just think about the humility of this guy. Just think about the trauma of the situation. He's got every reason to complain. He's got every reason not to have joy. Then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, contending as the one man for the faith of the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. Verse 28 is a key verse. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved, and that by God. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for him. So since you are going through the same struggle you saw I had, and now here that I still have. Romans says that if we wanna share in God's glory, we must also be willing to share in his suffering. And what a soldier does is a soldier says, I want to suffer like my general. I want to suffer like my leader. I want to follow wherever he goes. And I'm not looking forward to suffering. I just know I can't escape it. So because I can't escape it, I want to predetermine right now that no matter what comes my way, no matter how heavy the chains become, I might have some chains, but they're not going to have me. I can't lose because of Jesus. I'm going to follow Jesus. So whatever happens, church, Whatever happens, boo, let us conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel. Let us behave and let us operate according to the fruit of the Spirit, love and joy that as life squeezes us, 
Let's decide through the Spirit's help that love and joy overflow out of us. I was a son, I'm his servant, but now I am a soldier. God, if you have use of me, use me. I wanna be used by you, so use these chains. I'm gonna pray today that you break these chains. But God, if you don't break them off me, I know you're gonna use them for your glory. I can't lose, I can't lose. They asked Gandhi, what is the biggest thing that's stopping Christianity from spreading in India? He responded, Christians. May that not be true about the city of Miami, but may we make a decision in pain, trial, heartache, that we don't turn on one another but rather we open ourselves up and we say, someone's got to watch me today suffer. Joy is going to come out of me and they're going to go, where did you get that joy? Is that because of your 401k? No, I ain't got no 401k, but I got a heavenly reward and you can't take it away from me. And so I can have joy in every situation. satisfied in Christ. So if you're talking about Jesus, I'm for you. I'm for you. I'm for you. I'll let God work that out on the other side, but I'm for you. It's not about me. God, be glorified through me. It's not about my happiness. It's about you, Jesus. Your name is enough. You took all my sin. You died my death. I deserved hell, but God, you traded places with me and you give me heaven, not because of my effort, not because of my good works, but simply because of my faith, which God, you even gave me that because I can't get faith unless I first get grace and it's by grace through faith. And so Lord, even that, I don't take pride in my faith. I'm humble that I even have faith because you gave it to me. And so I'm satisfied in you so Lord, I wanna keep living, but I don't wanna just keep living for me. I wanna live, Lord, because I believe there's people around me that don't know you. And so Lord, it's heavy right now and it's awkward right now, but Lord, I believe my presence in the situation is gonna bring progress to other people. For Lord, I have decided if I die, it's gain, but if I live, it's only for you. I'm a soldier. I'm a soldier of joy. I can't lose, I can't lose. And neither can you if you put your faith in Jesus. But we will all die. But the question is, do you ever really get to live? It's only in Jesus that you can find life and life more abundantly. Come on, if you believe that today, can we just go ahead and give Jesus a big round of applause? Come on, can we just celebrate Jesus? Thank you for listening to today's message. At VU, we believe we weren't meant to do life alone. We've been created with a unique purpose and designed to live in relationship with Jesus. If you've never surrendered your life to Him, we wanna create an opportunity for you to do so today. If you wanna say yes to Jesus, would you pray this with me? Dear Jesus, come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. I trust you with my past. I ask that you guide me in my present and I even place my future in your hands. I'm yours, Lord, now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. If you made the decision to follow Jesus today, we wanna to partner with you in the next steps on your faith journey. 
go to vuchurch.com slash online. We love you.